0: What's up everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome into another edition of the Bell Ringer podcast hosted by Sixers Wire of USA Today Sports Media Group. I am your host, the editor of the Sixers Wire site, Kai Carlin, and I have my favorite person on this entire staff, Cameron Fields. Cam, my co-host, what's going on bro?
1: Hi man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad to hear you had a pretty solid vacation a little bit in Maryland, you know. I've just been chilling here in Ohio.
0: Yeah, I took a trip down to Ocean City, Maryland in the early part of the week. Had a little vacation time, try to get away from all the craziness that's going on in the world, kind of decompress a little bit. Had a few drinks. You had to run the site for a day. It was all good, though. We were able to push through. I'm back home in New Jersey now, and like we're sitting here in my room and you in your respective room, and we're getting set to record this podcast today, but it was good overall. Now, guys, today we're going to dive into some some topics that might make, make some people feel uncomfortable, but... We have to have these conversations. That's what happens in life for us to move forward. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about athletes and their platform and what they do for equality and, and things of that nature. By now, everybody knows about uh, George Floyd being killed by police while in police custody in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Since then, that has really set off, you know, protests in all 50 states. Uh, I'm not sure how many countries, but the point is it's gone global. And the fact that a lot of people are just, there's a lot of people requesting change. There's a lot of people asking for change and they're demanding change and we're all moving forward. And it's been great to see athletes get involved as well for the Philadelphia 76ers. That means guys like Tobias Harris, Matisse Theibel, two guys who have participated in Black Lives Matter protests in Philadelphia a couple of times. Ben Simmons has come out. He's had himself a statement. Shake Milton has had a statement. And Cam, honestly, I think is great because these athletes have such a great platform, or I should really say a huge platform, really. And a lot of people seem to forget that these guys aren't just athletes at the end of the day. They are human beings. Everybody has an opinion on what's going on. Everybody has an opinion of what's going on in the world right now. At the end of the day, they are human beings. I think it's great what Tobias and Matisse and everybody else have been doing.
1: For sure, yeah, I agree. Like you said, Ty, they are human beings. And I think that just going into, you know, this overall, uh, I don't want to say trend because, you know, NBA athletes have been doing, you know, have been speaking out for a while. You know, with going back to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, who is then, you know, going back to Kareem. Um, who was formerly Lou Alcindor, uh, going, you know, with Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali. So at that summit. But, you know, you have that, that, this history of athletes speaking out. And you have LeBron having his legacy and more than an athlete. It's just good to see Tobias, Saris, Matisse, Diable, Ben Simmons, and other Sixers players, players around the league, use their voice and be like, hey, we need change in America. We need you to see why things are the way they are and be like, hey, this is how we can work to fix it. This is how you can help out. You can help out by signing petitions, uh, donating the bail fund, um, you know, donating to organizations that help empower Black people across the world and across America. Um, so just having like any sort of good way, shedding any sort of awareness, any sort of light from an athlete, from, you know, just regular Joe Schmo, is is good to see.
0: Absolutely. And I really think it's, it's great because, you know, Tobias Harris, he, he came out with like a really good piece in the Players' Tribune. And. And it was something it was something along the lines of I read that he grew up not privileged per se, but he had a better life than, say, somebody coming out of an inner city. You know, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Tobias Tobias was, you know, at good at good schools and, and everything. And he was able to you know, have a pretty smooth path to the NBA. But he there was something else that he said in this player's tribute that kind of caught me off was like there was no African-American history kind of taught. He, he right. said that he, that he read into like a lot of books, like after he graduated from high school in Tennessee, he's in the NBA, he's an adult now and everything. Right. And now he's kind of realizing that the platform that he has, he wants to speak up and help, you know, his people. And I really think that's awesome because at the end of the day, we're all just kind of striving for equality. Like, like that's sure. it. Like that's exactly. it. And a lot of, a lot of people really confuse a Black Lives Matter, you know, movement for everybody thinking that, that they think that only black lives matter and that's not that's, not the, that's and, not the case no and like everybody's life matters what we're saying is right now though is the black lives right now they're getting messed up by police how many times how many times have we seen the police kid kill a black, right. a black dude or, or, or a black woman even and bit sad and that's the whole point of this whole thing just raise awareness and keep change moving forward
1: right exactly and just going with what you mentioned uh, Tobias Harris not learning a whole lot of black history during grade school, high school. Um, that, that's an experience that is, you know, not, not you know, it's, it's a very common experience. I, I did not learn too much black history in high school. I had to learn a lot of it uh, during college and yet yeah, just on my own as well. So, we, you know, in high school, the, the black history education that I got, you know, um, is, is basically Martin Luther King. Um, Rosa Parks, and just, you know, the civil rights movement in general, and then also the Civil War. But I never really learned about, you know, the institution of slavery itself, um, how that was so debilitating to the black community. And just, I mean, yeah, you learn that, okay, yes, slavery is bad, but you don't really get into the details of it. And I think that that's something that is very lacking, very lacking in our society right now. I, I wrote a paper in college about why black history should be taught in particularly high schools. And, you know, we need to teach black history in schools because people are so very ignorant about the history of how black people have been treated in America. And they need to understand that it's a very deep problem. It's a very deep root. They're very deep rooted issues.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not just like, you know, the black people who are kind of like, you know, regular dudes like, like you cam. I mean, you're a regular dude. You're right. You write about basketball. You, you're just right. a regular guy. Uh, Ryan Howard, for example, um, the Philadelphia, former Philadelphia Phillies first baseman who was an MVP back in the day when he was really good with the Phillies. Uh, actually, I read a story on uh, written by the Philly voice a couple of weeks ago about how Ryan Howard got stopped after the Phillies came home from a road trip. And he's driving home from Citizens Bank Park. It's three o'clock in the morning. He's just trying to get home. He got pulled over by a cop. And the cop said he ran his plates and said there was nothing on his record. And Ryan asked if he could could go. And the cop was like, no, you're not going yet. And then another police officer came up. And the police officer recognized him as Ryan Howard. He looked at his you know, his colleague he was like, "Do you know who this is? This is Ryan Howard. They they just got home from a road trip." And then he looked at Ryan and said, "You're free to go. Just go." So, like, yeah. it, it like, like, it's not just regular, you know, people, black right. people. It's it's even like the high profile people and the athletes too who are getting targeted. And and like, like, this is a problem in this country that a lot of people really need to acknowledge. And let's move forward and let's kind of make a reform because something's got to change
1: yeah it it really does and the thing is uh it it doesn't just come down to the athletes i don't know if you or celebrities too uh you know yeah obviously they have that big problem but i don't know if you've watched this this special yet uh kai the dave chappelle special on youtube
0: i haven't seen it yet
1: i mean it's really good yeah if you get some time to watch it you should definitely watch it but um and one of the parts of the you know special he was like hey um the, the streets are are speaking up right now it's like hey they're going to say what needs to be said i'm fine being in the back seat like there's no reason for me to speak up right now there's no reason to hear from like your favorite comedian it's like hey like wh- why do you, why would you care about what i have to say right now when you know there's a lot of other people speaking up so we also don't always have to be so reliant on athletes and celebrities and be like okay what's your opinion what's your opinion I mean, yeah, it's great that they give their opinion, but also it's important to be like, hey, look to the local leaders in your community. Look to see also what you're doing, you know, just yourself and be like, hey, how can I do my part? Because, you know, athletes, celebrities are going to do their part. And, you know, it's great that they're doing their part, but it we got to make sure that it doesn't all just fall on them and that we're so reliant on them too
0: right and i mean to that point though and like i really love the fact that though that that guys like tobias and matisse that we just talked about mike scott i remember had participated in a uh you know um a protest as well he did it virtually he wasn't there but he was on facetime with tobias like 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 during uh the protest it was kind of cool uh you know lebron james has always been like a really big vocal voice you know for social justice and everything else and and he's had a huge voice in this whole thing and, and, and that's what really kind of comes down to this you know again, going back to my point that these guys are human at the end of the day, and every everybody's going to have their opinion then you have to kind of look at a guy like drew Brees uh, down in right. New Orleans who who said that he wouldn't um, respect or agree with any of his teammates you know if they kneel during the national anthem during once football starts again, and, and you could definitely believe, you could definitely count on a lot of guys kneeling during the, during the anthem during um football season whenever whenever that starts hopefully they can start on time it's looking like they will uh but breeze came out and said that he won't agree with them and as he should have got killed for his opinion especially during a time such as this one but michael thomas michael thomas came out and he said hey Drew's still my guy. He apologized. Let's move on. And it's it's kind of hard to, though, because it's like it, it just really seemed that Drew didn't yeah. like, really see the problem. Right.
1: Kind of like insensitive. Yeah, it was a very insensitive statement from him. Um, Kind of like basically being like blissful, blissfully ignorant about it and just not, like you said, not wanting to see the problem at hand. Um, I mean, you know, Drew Brees. I wasn't too surprised when he said that because he's been in the we've seen him in conservative circles before. So it's just like, hey, I need you know, yeah, he said it was bad what he said, but I wasn't too surprised when he said it either. Because, I mean, me personally, I, I don't really look to the NFL in terms of, um you know, as a whole, the NFL as a whole, in terms of being a very good socially aware league. The NBA, I think, is the best socially aware league and of all the big four sports leagues NFL, I believe is the worst. Um, And they, I mean, you know, they've allowed just people who have committed domestic violence um, come back into the league. But, you know, people like Colin Kaepernick who are taking a stand for a worthy cause, very worthy cause um, are not able to come back into the league being blackballed. So it's like, Hey, where are the NFL's real values? Do they, do they actually even have any real values? So, so that's the thing with me with the NFL, I, and then also too, I saw that they, um, you know, they're going to recognize Juneteenth as a national holiday. Juneteenth being the day the slaves um, were freed, uh, celebrated amongst the Black community. But I, 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 I just think it's a very empty gesture from the NFL, and and it's like, why, like, why, why get on this train? Like, you're just getting on this train now because it's convenient for you, and. I don't think it's very genuine from the NFL.
0: I don't think it is either. It just it kinda it kinda comes down to a point where it's like where it's like, okay, cool, you're making this change and all, you're finally acknowledging where you messed up and that's great. That that's a good start. But it kinda just seems a little too late. You know right. you, you know, like you pretty right. much black, you blackballed Kaepernick and, and everything else and, and then just like the whole thing has just kind of been, dude, like like are you really gonna do this now? It it's, right. it's a, this is kind of like okay, whatever, and, and and that's where you know like the disappointment with the NFL really does kind of come into play there because they 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 were just like banning Kaepernick and they blackballed him throughout the league and and it, and it was a, it, it was a really tough thing to watch. And speaking of the NBA though, and, and just to kind of transition in, into our next topic real quick, obviously as you mentioned, the NBA is one of those leagues where. They really are like aware of social issues, and they kind—they of, let their guys, even though they don't let them like kind of kneel during the anthem or whatever. You know, you gotta stand. They do let them pretty much express themselves with warm-up shirts, shoot things written on their shoes, sleeves, yeah. pretty much, pretty much whatever way they want to roll with it. Um, but a lot of players voice their opinion that th- they really don't want to come back and play right now. It's for two reasons. One because. Let's be real. Coronavirus is still like a thing to where like guys are like that's still in the back yeah. of their minds. Sure, they want right. to come back and play, but the back of their minds, you know, like they're still definitely worried about that. But then on right. top on top of everything that's going on right now with the protests and everything and the movement finally kind of getting forward a little bit, these guys are worried that basketball is going to kind of be a, like take the attention off of the protests and more focus on basketball and entertainment and things like that.
1: Right. So, yeah. What
0: do, you, what do you think? Because I feel like with the NBA coming back, you know, for a fact that guys like LeBron, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, uh, DeMar DeRozan is a guy I know who's like really big on this stuff, you know, and, and other NBA athletes, Tobias Harris, a lot of these guys are going to use that big platform because everybody knows all eyes are going to be on the NBA when they return. For that, sure. Yeah, like they can use the platform to really get the message out on a nationwide scale.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely see the reasons why they wouldn't want to come back. I think they're very valid. I mean, the the health risk is is very valid with COVID-19. I mean, yeah, we're still um, in a very tough situation right now with this illness, and it's like, hey, like, is it really worth it at this point to go in this bubble and you know be quarantined for such and such amount of time and have to go through all these like, like is it really worth it to go to go through all this and play after you know you haven't played for 3 months and you get back at it and also to, like with injuries it's just there's just a lot of risk and then going into the racial tension going on right now in this country where we you know need to address the you know the systemic racism that has long affected the black community I mean, I understand that part, too, because it's like, hey, are, are you really just, are as players? Like, are you really just looking for us to make money when you're like, you know, trying to cut your losses and, you know, regain from your financial losses? And I mean, in, in a way, it could seem tone deaf. But also, too, as you mentioned, uh, they could still, you know, use their platform uh, on social media or anything else. I know I saw about the voting rights group LeBron is helping to lead, and I think that is a very, um, very great development because voting is such a key part of all of this. I mean, it took forever for Black Americans to really, and it's still being suppressed. I mean, it took forever for Black Americans to really be able to to vote on an equal level. And like I say, it's still being suppressed in states like Georgia. Um, so. I, I see where the NBA players are coming from there.
0: I understand it too, because th- this is this is a tough time right now for everybody. You know, like like everybody's going through some type of financial hardship. Some everybody's going through some yeah. type of COVID nineteen related issue. Every, everybody's going through, you know, everything that involves the protests and everything else in between. So like, this is a tough time for everybody. And it's kind of hard for these players to really focus on basketball and and really focus on on going out and like giving their best effort each and every night. So I totally get it from a platform standpoint, though. I think Garrett Temple mentioned it too, from the Brooklyn Nets. Garrett Temple came out and told uh, Malika Andrews of ESPN, and this is the quote, when people bring up not playing, we are, we are a few black men that can make a little bit of money. It is not a lot of money when you think about it in the grand scheme of America, but we can start having a little bit of money, create a little bit of generational wealth. But the fact that us not playing will hurt our pockets. I don't, think that, I don't think that is the right way to go about it. One reason for us to go to Orlando is while we're there, we can talk amongst each other and maybe come up with a plan, maybe come up with some type of action. We need to come together and come up with something. The attention that's going to be on us when we're in that bubble, I know we can think of something that does not hurt the pockets of our young black men. At the end of the day, money isn't everything, but it helps. And we need it in our community now more than ever. The economic gap is too wide. So Garrett Temple kind of brings up a good point there too. You know, not not only can these guys kind of get back in, start making money again, put it in their pockets and continue to build their community and, and help out their family and stuff, but as he said, and, and I said earlier, all eyes are going to be on the MBA. Yeah. When they resume. Yeah. So that that's going to give these guys even an even bigger platform, along with their social media accounts, right? Come out and make a statement and be like, "Hey, we need to talk about this."
1: Right. And then I mean, I saw about um, this Zoom call that's supposed to happen tonight from Howard Beck. Reporting from Howard Beck um, and Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report. It's supposed to be like I guess around possibly two hundred players on this call. I mean that that's that's an unquestionable amount of, of influence that's going to come from that call. I mean, because clearly, um, you know, there's going to be some superstars on there just, just by statistical, you know, like by evaluation, <laughs> like right. just because of the numbers, like that many players, there's going to be some superstars on that call. So, right. you know, to, to, to hear about that, I mean, that, that, that's pretty cool that they're all coming together to be like, Hey, Let's take a unified stance on what we want to do. Um, I I think that that's very good that they're going to be doing that.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I mean, this bubble idea that the NBA is putting out there, it's not going to be perfect. That's something a lot of people really kind of need to realize, that this is not going to be the most perfect plan. It's not ideal. But at the end of the day, you do have to kind of have to find a way to finish up this season or else this is going to affect everybody and not just, you know, the Board of Governors, is going to affect the players as well if they don't finish up this season. Yeah. So, and, and also the NBA did come out and say, like, listen, if you're not comfortable playing, you can stay home. We're not going to penalize you. We're not going to punish you, anything. If you're not comfortable coming back, that's yeah. okay with us. The only thing is, though, you're going to have to kind of forfeit your salary because we're, we're not going to pay you for sitting at home. That,
1: that's, that's, um, that, that's, that's huge because it's just like – I mean, you could literally be forfeiting, yeah, like millions of dollars. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's huge. That's huge. If you, cause I mean, you know, when, when you look at NBA players or athletes in general, I always think back to like this, I mean, even celebrities, I always think back to this um, two chain song called Sam on a uh, rapper go to the league. And like near the end, he's talking about how like, Oh, I got to pay like so many in tax, so much in taxes. So like the richer you are, the more you got to pay I me, mean, which is, which is, you know, right. And, and just because it's like, Hey, you have money to spare. You have money to, you know, to give, but right. it's like, you, you know, you got to think about all their, their athletes. Celebrities cost of living is higher, much higher than the average person. Um, right. it, particularly if they, if their lifestyle, if they have like, you know, an expensive lifestyle. So it's like, Hey, you got to pay money to your agent, um, your house or house is, car, general expenses like food, you know, and I mean think that, that that could be a significant hit for some guys if they choose not to play. And then, yeah, they don't get paid and they forfeit, you know, the rest of that salary.
0: Right. I mean, it was, this, was a, this was a report by Adrian Wojnarowski. I mean, he did come out and say uh, that, you know, the league's not going to penalize these guys, but guys are going to to forfeit their salary too. And it kind of makes sense from the NBA be, because, again, Cam, I mean, the NBA is a business. You know, like, they're not going to pay guys just for sitting at home. Now, obviously, the pandemic was different. Nobody was playing. But it, in, yeah. in, this, in, in this case, you know, we are going to play. So if you're not going to play, then, I mean, listen, we're not going to pay you. You're going to have to kind of give up your salary. But we yeah. also would understand. So that's going to kind of be the big question, Cam. I mean, that's going to kind of be the big question for a lot of these guys. I mean, are you, are you going to not want to be away from your family for, say, up to three months? And you know, is what's going on around the world is that going to bother you enough to where you want to stay home and and forfeit some money, or do you want to come come down here, play it out, and then move on to next season? That's going to kind of be the big question for yeah. a lot of these guys. In terms of the Sixers, uh, none of the, to my knowledge, none of the Sixers have come out and said, "Hey, we're not going to play," or not, yeah. nobody's really kind of um, expressed any uh, you know concern. about heading down to to Orlando. But, you know, I know for a fact, a guy like Tobias Harris is a guy who loves to play basketball. And Tobias is going to go down. I believe he's going to go down to Orlando. And when games do begin July 30th, he's going to have as many messages as he can to get across. Be like, listen, we need to have a talk. We need to have these uncomfortable conversations for us to move forward as a society. And that's not just um, really for the black community but for America as a whole. We need to have sure. we need to have these conversations so we can all move forward as a society sure. together and that's kind of like and that's really been the big message uh, all along. Uh, some key dates real quick as we end off this podcast. So, Cam, the, the league has said there are going to be mandatory coronavirus testing dates June 23rd through June 30th. Teams are going to be heading down to Orlando July 7th. Uh, games are going to begin July 30th uh, through August 14th. That'll be the, eight, the final eight regular seasons. I thought
1: it was the, thir- I thought it was the 13th. The 30th. No the, no, the 13th for the end, October
0: 13th. Oh, no, October 13th is when the NBA Finals will end. Yeah. The regular season games are until August 14th. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then the play-in tournament will be the 15th and the 16th, and then the playoffs will officially begin August 17th. The NBA Finals is set for September 30th, and then that'll end a game seven, potential game seven, will be October 13th. And then the draft will be two days later. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. This is going to be a rapid-fire offseason, man, as soon as that final buzzer ends on this uh, 2019-20 season, and irregular and wild 2019-20 2019-20 season so cam i mean today's already what june 12th we're almost there man yeah. we, are, we are almost there and then we can actually talk about some real basketball games
1: yeah the thing I, just to add as we finish here the thing that you know kind of concerns me in the back of my mind is the start of next season being yeah. so quick being so quick after the end of this season it's like bare I mean, yeah, you know, I know the December first date is unlikely, but even if it is in December at any point, I still feel like man man, that that's really a short time for the teams that were um had deep playoff runs. You know, say you take the the last four teams, that that's that's a really short time and it's like, hey, they gotta find they gotta have some sort of rest, um, those those playoff teams. You know, and I, I think I don't know if that's long enough for a rest for their bodies. And I don't know, man, did that that December day, I think they're going to have to push that like a month at least to January for potential for, for like the next season.
0: I highly doubt opening night's going to be December 1st. Like the fact that they, oh, put yeah, that, no. that they put that number out there, I'm like, man, there is no way they're starting December 1st. In my opinion, my opinion, I think preseason will be Christmas. And I believe the, – and they'll play like yeah. – actually, not even Christmas. I'm going to say December like 28th will be preseason. And then gotcha. they'll, have like, they'll have like two preseason games. And then the regular season will start like January 2nd, January 3rd, maybe New Year's Day.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit more reasonable because that, that December 1st date, that, that is insane if you really yeah. think about it.
0: Absolutely insane. There's no way that's happening, in my opinion. There's no way, because because uh, the players' union president Michelle Roberts was like, "No, absolutely not. That's new to us. So, and and that's that's not going to happen. So, I mean, hey, yeah. I would love some New Year's Day hoops. You know, like like I'll go party New Year's Eve, wake <laughs> up, wake up, drive to the Wells Fargo Center and uh, celebrate New Year's Day by being back at an arena. I hope yep. fingers crossed. That's how we're going to kind of keep it. So let's just kind of keep it that way. All right. For Cameron Fields, I'm Kai Carlin. Oh, actually, I do have one more announcement. I have chosen the PlayStation 5. I have officially chosen, yes! I have officially yes! chosen that this Christmas season I'm ditching the Xbox and I'm upgrading, huge upgrade, from Xbox 360 to PlayStation 5. I have made my decision.
1: Kai chose the superior system. Uh, I asked him on Twitter, guys, if he could, you know, release his findings, what what he learned, but he did not want to do an APA style paper um, for for that. I don't, I don't know why, but you know, he he just didn't want to educate us on what on what he learned about his findings.
0: I didn't want to do it. I don't feel like it. I, I just, I'm not in the mood for it. I'm just going to randomly tweet out random stuff that I found out. All right. I'm just going to randomly tweet stuff out. But what sold me was the new Spider-Man game. The new Spider-Man Miles Morales game. That sold me. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. I'm going to rock with him on that one. So once so let's, let's try this again. But Cameron Fields, I'm Kai Carlin. We're out. We'll see you guys next time on The Bell Ringer.